All right. So this lesson that we're, we're uh, these studies that we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to go as far as we can, as far as um, the months are concerned. Uh, once we get into uh, November, we'll just see how close we can get to Thanksgiving and after thanks, right before Thanksgiving, whatever Thursday that might be before it or where, however, wherever that date works at, we're just going to cut them off and then we'll continue next year. Okay? So we can uh, get going with that. But these lessons are, are uh, based on becoming a better, better person. Okay? Becoming a better person. And it's from a book um, by, um, by uh, John uh, Maxwell, uh, be, be a People Person. And if you can buy the book, buy the book. It's a tremendous book. But what I've done in the lessons is, is I've just uh, cut to the chase and I got rid of all the other, you know, yada, yada, yada in the book itself, okay? So I just, uh, just got the essentials out of it. And this is what we're studying from, you know. Um, but the thing is, is that we as leaders of a community, so I should say it like this, we as spiritual leaders of a community need to learn how to talk to our community, need to learn how to talk to people, need to learn how to address one another, how to uh, address our family member in the house. It just It's not just for the church orientation, but it's also for the home, how you talk to your child, how you talk to your wife, your husband. It goes through all of that, you know, so you can put this this lesson into any field that you want to do uh, do better in, okay? And that's basically what this is. We're trying to develop ourselves as a per person, you know, that's that a, a person of interest for someone else. You know, I don't know if you've ever been there, but um, you've talked to somebody and they, you just know that they just got this blank face. They don't even want to hear you. They're just like, they're somewhere else, you know? Well, it's probably because you don't have charisma. And we're going to teach you how to grab that hold of that charisma. Everybody has it, you know? But nobody knows how to get it. You know, everybody has, everybody's born with it. They just don't utilize it. So in these lessons, we're going to try to, you know, help you with that, help you try to establish those things. I do have outlines, but my printer, I switched the passcode on it, <laughs> and I didn't know how to get the passcode back on it. So I didn't get no, um, I didn't bring any for this uh, first one, but I will give them to you as we go along, okay? So you have um, something to uh, write on as far as the topic goes. So I'm going to start off with uh, the big idea. What draws me to people? Interpersonal relationships can make or break people. This is most true for leaders, since leaders work with different kinds of people. Developing the essential people skill will enable them to bring out the best in people. A lot of us, we don't know what we have, you know, as far as skills. You know, everybody has a different trait and um, a different character, but you can use those skills to your advantage, you know, if you really know how. You know, when you're, when you're um, addressing somebody, whether, you're, whether it's at, uh, at a store or whether it's at your home, you know, you can begin to learn how to develop your skills. Okay, and we'll go into those a little bit later. Now, being a people person is uh, helpful in your family, your social life, your business, 
and uh, more importantly, the people principle shared by the book. Okay, so we we depend on people, whether whether you admit it or not, you can't you don't stand alone. You depend on someone else to get to where you're trying to go. You just you just don't you just don't decide you want to do this. No, you depend on people to get to where you want to go. And if you can get that in your mind, that'll be one of the biggest tools that you've got. In other words, you can accept the fact that I need this person to get where I want to go. Whether it's with an application someplace, whether it's a lead to a job, whether it's just a good recipe, you need somebody to give you something. And you have to keep your mind understanding because I was an individual that grew up with the mentality of I don't need no one. And there's a lot of us like that. We don't need no one. We can do this ourselves. But in reality, that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves. Because we need somebody always, you know, to get where we want to go. So the importance, number one, the importance of being a people person. Chapter one, people are the most precious of resources. Your success, uh, fulfillment, and happiness depends on your ability to relate well to different kinds of people. This is why it is very important for you to become a people person. Now, how do you treat your customer? How do you treat people um, in front of you? How do you treat them is one of the things that you have to uh, dial in within yourselves and understand you know, about yourself. How do you do this? You know, um, the only difference between um, uh, stores from one store and another store is how they treat their customers. One store will flourish, they're both the same kind of stores, one store will flourish and the other one won't. Why? Because it's how they treat their customers. It's how they treat their customers. You ask yourself the question, you know, um, what, you know if, if I treated any, everyone that I spoke to as a customer, how would you treat them? If you, if you had somebody you know, in front of you and take, take it out of your mind thinking, you know, well, that's my mom and that's my dad, or you know, that's just you know, my coworker. If you put in your mind that that's a potential customer, in your mind, you would treat them differently because you need their resource. One day you're gonna need them. You know, I raised up my boys, you know, um, with, with a lot of little logics in mind, okay? And one logic was, don't make enemies from those at school. One day, they're gonna own a business. One day, you're gonna need a lead. One day, you know, they're gonna be in the future in a better place, and you're gonna run across them, and they're gonna remember how you treated them. They're gonna remember how you treated them. I bring that from experience, because when growing up, I treated a lot of people very wrong, very bad, and I run into a lot of these individuals now that they're older, and they look at me, and I have to, I have to talk to them and they have this mentality of who I was, and they can't place in their mind of who I am until I begin to talk to them and, and correspond with them, and I sell myself, you know, as a friend again, you know? So we have to understand that the way you address people, the way you are with people, if you look at them as customers, potential customers, because customers, remember, you customers, you always want them to be happy, and always want them to come back. Well, so what's the product? You're the product. 
The church is the product. You always want them to come back. So if we are the representative of Christ, if we represent Christ and the church, you know, anyone we speak to is our customer. Is, and what's, what are we selling? The kingdom of God. You follow? So if you have that, that mentality, when you're talking to somebody, you're going you're, you're gonna to learn how to uh, create a, a person inside of you that wants to do better in a relationship. Even if you don't know the person, even if you don't, you don't care for the person, and we'll get into that a little later too. So, when uh, you know, so here's a, a statistic: between nine and sixteen friends and acquaintances about about having bad experiences. Some thirteen percent will tell more than twenty people. More than two out of three customers who've received poor services will never buy from the store again. And worse, the manager will never know about it. So what does this say? It's saying that, that nine to 16 people will know. If I offend one person, nine, or six, nine to 16 people of, of his friends are gonna know that I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. It's just, it, that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, these, these, they, these are statistics, and out of those, 13% of them, 20, 20, well, 20, of, 20, of, uh, 20 friends will know from those 16, they'll tell 20 more. Because gossip is, is, gossip is good. And if they can tell something bad about you, that, that's the best gossip they, they can get. Oh, he calls himself a pastor, you know? I mean, that's some good stuff. So they, you have to understand, you know, who you are, why you are, and you know what you are. But if you, if you correct that immediately and catch yourself, ninety-five percent of those people will always come back to you, will always come back to the store. They'll always come back if you try to fix it. You know, if somebody comes to you and says says something, you just say, "Well, that's not my job," you know, and they're going to remember that. But if you try to fix it they'll remember that too. And 95% of the time, they'll come back to you for help. They'll come in and, and seek you out uh, rather than anybody else. So, the, and then the worst part of this is that if these individuals walk away some and never say nothing about it, your boss will never find out about it. And that's why one store does better than another. Because you've got 20 something people that know that it, this store has bad relations, bad customer service, and they'd rather go to the other store and just avoid it altogether. So, you know, if the manager knew, he would probably fire you or send you to some type of a, 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 a schooling to get, to get better at what you're doing. So, in, a, in the spiritual world, if you're talking to somebody and you're representing Jesus Christ, and the kingdom of God, and you address somebody, you know, with, with, with malice, you know, they're not going to want to come to this church. And they figure, since you represent this church, you're probably have friends with people that act just like you. Why even go to that church? You see how that works? But if you correct yourself and say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm having a bad day, yada, 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 more than likely, they will cling to you and understand your situation of why you did what you did or how you came off 
and they'll come to your church. So we have to try to remember everything that we can to, 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 to win the customer's satisfaction in our life. So people are not people, people are customers. We have to try to draw them in, you know, for uh, a, a relationship, you know, with God. Because the service that we're doing, it's not for ourselves, it's for the kingdom of God. And how we go about it, you know, is very important. How we uh, uh, um, uh, deal with it is very important. Therefore, uh, treat people the same way you want them to treat, treat you. This is what Jesus Christ said in Matthew 7, 12. He says, if you treat somebody the way you want to be treated, you know, then you're going to get some good service. I mean, how many like to go to a, 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 a restaurant and sit there for the first five minutes and not be acknowledged? Five minutes is not a long time, but when you're sitting there and you're hungry, it's a long time. Especially if they don't come and give you some water or some tea or throw some bread on there, you know? I mean, it, it, remember, you, you have to take those things in consideration. If someone walks into this church and they sit and they're walking in there and they're standing there, and they're wondering, you know, uh, how does this church function? And you, sat, you sit there and you look over at them and there's no response. I guarantee you, one out of five will probably just walk out that door. But if we become the friendly persons that we should be and move on it, you know. And that's why you see me sometimes standing at, at the front door. Because I want to see, or hanging around over here. Because I want to be that smile. I want to be that person that wants to talk. I invite everybody. I go around trying to hug everybody and, you know, and stuff like that. Some people don't want to be hugged, but I hug them anyways. You know, they got to break out of that. Because one day you're not going to have anybody to hug you. So the thing is, is that we have to be that individual for Christ. To, to bring individuals into the kingdom of God. And the expectation that they have is that this is a place I want to belong to. You know, these are friendly people. These, these are people I like, you know. These, I, can, I can deal with this type of atmosphere, you know, and by selling, you know, your personality, your character, your individual to them, you know, they'll realize, okay, there must be more of that around here. It, it just happens simultaneously in their minds like that. That's how people are. Because uh, to be honest with you, um, we're in a brutal, we, we're, we're living in a brutal world. You know, we, we live in a, in a world right now. I'm going to tell you what kind of world we live in right now. Where one day a person will say that I'm a Christian, and the next day say they don't believe in God. They just flip so quick. I mean, I've talked to too many of them that they, that, you know, they believe in that, that Jesus is God, and all of a sudden it's like, I don't believe in Jesus no more. And it's like, where do they get that from? You know, you know it's, it's just their minds are just so variable with the things of God now, you know, because there's so much stuff out there. You know, there's just so much stuff out there. There's, uh, um, uh, I've said this before, that, that knowledge gets in the way of God. Knowledge gets in the way of God. The more you learn, the more you understand, you know, you, you, you stop God. The simple mind, and that's why you say, that's why I say, you know, and, and you guys know this. Sometimes somebody comes to church and they get baptized and they don't know nothing about God. You know, they don't know nothing about miracles. And then they ask God, you know, I need a job or I need this. And then, and then they, they, they profess it to somebody. Within a week, man, they're, they're in a good executive position. And God starts doing things for them. It's why. It's because they have raw faith. They're, they're, they, don't, they don't have the education of Christ that you, you have. 
They don't, know, they don't understand the variables of how God works. They don't. They just believe that God's going to do it. And God honors that faith. God just, all right. It's, it's, they, he, they believe in me. And that's why things happen for others. And that's why we have miracles in third worlds. Because in the third world, they don't, they, they, they don't have a government like we do. What they've got is a barrel, you know, asking them to do what they want to do. And they work for nothing. And when they ask God for something and their, 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 their faith is manifested in that area, God shows up. God shows up because they don't have this mentality of being able to go, you know, down to, you know, to the welfare system or go down to, you know, a relative and borrow some money. They don't have that luxury because over there, they're, they're all in the same boat. Nobody has nothing, you know. So they cry out to God and God answers them because that's their source. That's their source of need. So, so therefore, you know, treat people the same way you want to be treated. You know, we, we can't go along uh, in this world wanting to be treated and not treat others. You know, how, how many, are, how many, how many, how many do, do, do understand that? I mean, I like to get treated every now and then. People will treat me. You know, hey, you know, Pastor, can we meet? Like, yeah, where are we going to meet? We're going to meet at Starbucks or whatever. It's like... All right, so what goes on in my head? Okay, they asked me, so they're going to treat. You know? Right? Isn't that the way we think? And then when we get there, they're sitting down with their cup and stuff like, oh, I guess I'm on my own. Yeah. Right? But when you get there, and then somebody's waiting for you, it's like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You know, what do you want? Man, it's a treat. You see? And it just changes the whole atmosphere of how you feel about things and stuff. So we all like to be treated. And that's what we should be feeling with, uh, about others. They like to be treated by just the way I like to be treated. And if we can get that concept within ourselves, you know, we know, we know that good feeling. We know how it is, you know, to feel there, how, how, it, how it is, you know, to be in that little spot for that one moment. So whatever your position is in a relationship, if you are aware of a problem it's your responsibility to make a to make a, a, a concert effort to create a positive change if you see something wrong if you see something not going right you know or even when somebody walks into your house you know um, and they're there they're, they're, you feel this negative vibe because I don't know how sensitive you are with that kind of stuff but I'm pretty sensitive because you you guys should be sensitive about people in your own home because you know them and you know when they're just not in a good mood. You, they, they just, they, you just know it. They're, they, they're, you're there all the time. And you know when they're happy. You know? So when they're in a bad mood, or you, you, it's, your, it's your job to try to change that. And, you, and this is what this is all about, is gathering these tools to be able to change that through way of conversation, through way of gesture, just, just things you know, that we do. You know, my little granddaughter, she comes home sometimes. You know, baby, and you know, and, and 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 there's stuff that goes on in these kids' life, you know. And they go they go to school and they, they they have all this stuff happening, you know. They've got other other little worlds from other little houses coming at them, you know. And sometimes they get confused because their house is not like that, you know. And and they're just like, well, we're missing out, or or what's going on over here, or why are you judging me, you know, when when they're letting them do this and do that, and they come home with stuff like that. When they walk in your door, 
You could feel that. And if you can't, you better get in tune with your child. You better get in tune with your child. This is how we lose our children. You know, we get in tune with our children, and then, you know, you just see what's going on. You just give them a little, get, just let them unpack a little bit, and then you just ask them, hey, like I do my, I do my granddaughter. Hey, I go, did you eat, you know? And then she's like, no, Grandpa. You know, it's like, well, let's get you something to eat, you know? And I'll whip her something to eat, you know? And, we'll, we'll, and we're, she's sitting at the table. And then we just start talking, and by the time you know it, it's all over. She realizes I'm back at home. My defenses can come down. You see, and sometimes that's all we need to do. All we have to do is just understand the problem, understand the situation that's, that's in front of us, and then defuse it however we can. But we need tools to do that. We need to learn how to defuse a situation in someone's mind, in someone's heart. We need to learn how to do that. And what we do, we become this, this person that doesn't, doesn't want to deal with anybody. We don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with it. I'll deal with it all, all year long. You know, you need to snap out of that. You know, we need to snap out of that. You know, so, you know, your husband comes home and he's always got this nasty attitude. He always comes with a bitter situation, you know, or, or, or your wife comes home and she's always talking about somebody, you know, so-and-so didn't do her job. You know, we had to do pick, pick up the job. You know, we had to send somebody out to do her job and whatnot, you know, and you know, and you gotta sit there and listen and wait for the right time to defuse that and angle her back into the house. You're back at home, everything's good, you know? And we listen, we have to be good listeners. Husbands, wives, we have to listen to each other, you know? Not just hear each other out, not just hear each other. Because if you start hearing them, all you're doing is causing or, 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 or causing yourself and getting into yourself a good little battle because you're hearing them and you're not listening you're not listening either. and then later on you just you, you say something that she was talking about but you learned how to hear her and not listen to her because if you were listening to her you'd be able to say something you know to her about the situation and defuse it so there is no better exercise for strengthening the heart than reaching down and lifting somebody up. Isn't that true? There, there, there's not, there's there, the best exercise that you can have for your heart as a Christian and value yourself, you know, as a Christian is to bring somebody out when they're down in life. When they're down in life, you know, and you see something's going on in their life, you know, you could, and if you can just bring them up however way you can, man, you walk out, you walk out like if, you know, the untouchable person of God. You know, like, man, you know, if people could see me now. And, and, you, and, I, and you feel like that. When you go out and, and, and someone has a situation that are down, and, and, and I don't know why we wait, you know. We wait, we wait so long, you know, we, we, we feel that we have to fast and pray for all these hours to go pray for somebody that's out in need or in the street or somebody that just comes across us, you know, and we, you don't need to pray and fast and all that need. All you have to have is Jesus in your heart. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have concern in your heart. If you have concern in your heart, then you're willing to do something for somebody that nobody else is going to do. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He did something nobody else is going to do for you. Now, if we turned around and put that into our lifestyle, 
then what will I do that nobody else in this world will do for that person? We can sit there and talk to them. We can pray for them. We can ask them, you know, if, they, if they're hungry. It doesn't cost about five bucks. You start, you, 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 you do Starbucks every, every other day. And if you could, you do it every day. And you don't want to give one of those Starbucks away. There's something wrong with us. You see? So when you turn around and you lift somebody up, you know, you're enhancing Christ inside of you. You're amplifying the Christ man inside of you, the Christian. The Bible says, be like-minded. Be like Christ. What would Christ do? Man, I wish I was like Christ. I could fit 5,000 5, today in the parking lot. But I'm, I, I'm not there yet. But one day this church will probably be like that. Working together, we can do that. We're going to try it this Saturday, you know, to try to get people to come and just feed them and get a bit, give them a little bit of word of knowledge and stuff about Jesus Christ. But we have to learn how to become that effective leader, you know, and, and tap into and develop ourselves. Develop ourselves as a leader of a community. If you look at yourself like that, see, everyone here is, is valued to God. You are a leader in the community. I know you, you, think, you don't think too much of yourselves and whatnot, and you think all the responsibility is mine. I got news for you. The responsibility is not mine. You know what my responsibility is? Is making sure you guys make it to heaven. You know what your responsibility is? Is going into this world and trying to make them go to heaven. Allow them to get to heaven. That's your responsibility. So this is more to you than to me. When I talk, when I say, you know, our responsibility, our responsibility is to the kingdom of God. There's only one of me. There's more of you than there is of me. You know, my, my job might be a little bit more stressful, you know, and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're not you're not left off the hook. It's your responsibility when you went down in the waters. You acknowledge the fact that Jesus Christ died for you on that cross and he gave his life for you. And you said in your heart that you're going to do uh, do everything to live for Christ. Well, that's one of the things to live for Christ is to talk to somebody else about Christ, because that is the Great Commission. It was said three times in the in the in the New Testament about going out. And we have to go out. We have to talk to people about um, becoming a good Christian. So the best way to go about it is to develop in yourself the same qualities that draw you to other people. The very same qualities that you look for and enjoy. How many times have you been with somebody and you have seen, you have seen somebody and... Um, you might not be in their party or you might be in a, an amusement place or someplace where they're at or even inside of a restaurant sitting there on another table and you hear them and you just think to yourself, man, that is a nice person or I wish I knew that person. Just by the way they're talking, just by the way they are, you know, you can be standing there and stuff and you see or even they, they, they approach you one time and they just talk to you about something and then they walk away and then you're just like, man, I wish I could be like that, you know, or I... You know, uh, I need that type of person in my life. Well, 
we need qualities that you enjoy and you need qualities that you enjoy in others like I said earlier, we're born with them. We are, we're born with all these qualities. We're born with all these, you know, these, these abilities, you know, to be the best that we can be. We just don't know how to tap into them. Well, the best way to tap into them is find somebody that you like the way they are because they're a good person and they, they, know, they have this characteristic that you want. And then, trust me, sooner than later, you'll begin to grab a hold of how that's done. And you become that person. You become that individual. But you have your own way of doing it. You have your own style of being that individual. You just get changed just because, you know, you become closer to somebody else in, in that form and fashion. Uh, so the qualities that you enjoy in others are the qualities that you should try to harness. Um, so people, uh, no matter what their, their situation is, you know, in life, you have to know that if they have a personality like this and they can deal with it, because you've been with people that have lost their loved ones. You've been with people that have lost their homes. You know, this happened a few years ago. You know, we, we deal with people, you know, that just lost their jobs. And some of these people act the same all the time. It doesn't matter. It does, you, you, if they didn't tell you, you would never have known that they would lost their job or you never would know that you know that they lost a family member you would never know why is because they learned how to harness something inside of them and they understood something about life this is not the end for me it's the beginning to something new see i'm like that i've had many jobs but i've never you know there's times that my wife i've come home you know and and i was out of a job you know it just no more nothing I wouldn't say nothing to her because I knew that I was going to get another job. So I would just relax a couple of days. And then sure enough, I, I was never without a job. I've always had a job. When I wanted a job, I got a job. I never stressed over getting a job. Because it's all about the way you think about things. It's all the way about trusting in God. You have to learn how to depend on God for everything that you're going to get. It's, it's not the roll of the dice. And not the, not the lifestyle that we're living. It's not the roll of a dice. If you believe that you're in Christ, you believe that Christ is with you and Christ is, is, is working with you and for you, then you got to know that everything is for good. Everything is for a good. Everything. If you lost your job, you lost this, you lost that, it's because God is going to replace it with something else or you're going to find a lesson out of this. You know, and you have to look for the best things in those things as far as when you're uh, in these situations, um, you have to make the best out of every opportunity. Out of every opportunity, you've got to make the best. But And sometimes you might not be able to think about it yourself, but someone next to you can help you. So that's why the Bible says, confess your faults unto one another. It's not that you can just Drop all your load and cry, you know, and stuff like that. No, it's because the, whoever you're, you're saying, whatever you're saying to, is going to help you. Let me share a story with you. A man bought a huge, a huge piece of land. And this piece of land <clears throat> was really cheap, you know, and uh, he really didn't know the reasons for it being so cheap. And so he, he bought it. And uh, so he invested, and he bought like 2,000 chickens, you know, Oh, I'm going to get me a farm of chicken, sell some eggs and whatnot, and yada, yada, yada. Everything was going good until winter came. When winter came, 
it was raining. It rained so hard, his whole little area where he had put his chicken coops up, because his, his house was like on a hill, were flooded, and he had cages floating around. He was out there trying to gather them, and you know he lost almost three-thirds of it. He only had 5,000 chickens left out of the 2,000 he had. All the eggs were lost and stuff. You know, so he figured he's gonna build them a little higher and he's this and that. So he goes out next year and he invests, he replenishes all of his stuff. He's at, he's at 15, you know, he, he had by 1,500 uh, uh, more chickens and he does. And he builds them up a little bit higher. A worse storm comes by the next year and all those get washed away and flooded out and stuff. You know, and this time he lost all of his chickens and he was devastated because he was tapped out of money. So what, so what he goes inside the house and he says, now I know why this land was so cheap, you know. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. And his wife slips, he turns around and tells him, why don't you invest in ducks? <laughs> you got to make the best out of your situation. He can still sell duck eggs, you know. Eggs are eggs. So you've got to make the best of the situation that you have, you know, and you get the best of both worlds. So when we have an opportunity in our lives, when we have a, the ability to do something, we might not have the answer, but somebody next to us might have the answer if we share something with them, you know, and let them know, you know, what is dealing with you, uh, is happening with you. So anyways, back to the qualities that we like in others. Some qualities that we like in others are encouragement. I love to be encouraged by other people. Encouragement is one of the things that not only builds your, your, yourself up, but it builds the other person up. Encouragement comes from experience. When you encourage somebody, it's because you've experienced you know, being belittled at one time. When you encourage somebody, it's because somebody else has never encouraged you before. And you've learned this, and so you want to help somebody else. The only thing difference is that we, not, we need to get out of that shell to do it to encourage somebody. Encouragement strengthens you know, your heart by, by lifting a person up. It strengthens your heart by lifting somebody up. When you, when you encourage somebody, you're lifting their spirit up. You're lifting their moral up. You're lifting their character up. You're lifting them up you know, to a place where they feel that they can do anything. They can do almost anything in their life. You know, and you, we have to have that, that ability to encourage. Because isn't that what we like in others? When people can encourage somebody and you just like, man, I wish I had those words, you know. And then they encourage somebody or they encourage you. And you feel that, you know, you feel good about yourself. You know, so encouragement is one quality that we enjoy in other people. And encouragement is the, is the, are, 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 is the happiest type of people in this world because they invest themselves in encouraging others. If you're, if you're not a happy person, if you invest yourself in trying to encourage somebody, invest yourself in trying to encourage somebody, encourage somebody and watch how you become the more happier person as you begin to learn how to do this. You learn how to encourage somebody and you will automatically, it's just, it's just one of these give and take things. It, it just works like that. If you learn how to encourage somebody, your happiness level will come from here to here. You become a happier person, just automatically. You know why? Because when you're going down the road, you remember 
the people that you, you, you see the faces of how you made somebody happy, you know? You encourage somebody to do something. You know, you, you, you say a good quality about somebody or something, something into this effect, you know? And, you know, we, we want to be this individual that can go ahead and um, take an opportunity, you know, that's not that great and make it a great opportunity to encourage. And once you encourage somebody, somebody, you know, is gonna pass it along. So encouragement is one. Two, appreciation. Appreciation by giving credit. How many of us give credit to our kids, our children? I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna attack the, the, the house first and then we'll get into the church. Because everything I put into the house can, should be drawn into the church. Because the church, it's only one Sunday. You got six days at home versus one Sunday. So whatever you're at home, that's what you should be in, in church. And if you're at church like this, and you're not like that at home, there's something wrong with you. You come, come to church, you're smiling, you're all good and all this, and everything's, you know, honky-dory, and your one day is, is, is your, because you, you've got this reunion with God, and you go home and God's not in your home, there's something wrong with your home. I'm just telling you like it is. And we have to be this person of appreciation. We have to go, go home. And those around us, we can't just be going inside the house and just saying, hey, you know, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you got to turn around and go in your home and just like, oh, you know what? That smells good. You know, someone's cooking, someone cleaned, someone, you know, someone did that, you know, and, it, and if not, you know, you've got to appreciate things that are not there. Make them up as you go. Because you're going to have calamity in your home. It's never going to be a happy, harmonetic home. It's not, I guarantee you. How many like to hear a grumpy wife or a grumpy husband coming home complaining about this and that? The kids didn't throw the garbage or this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know? And you have to, you have to understand that all this stuff that we desire in other people, we need to harness ourselves. And if we can appreciate somebody, you know, for the little things, you know, I guarantee you those little things will become, they'll start doing other things instead of knocking them down. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? They're not going to do nothing. They're just going to go straight to the room and forget about it. You have to learn how to appreciate somebody in the way and give them credit for the little things that they do, for the little things that they do. Like your kid comes home and throws his bag on the ground and he just, he just wants to drink water and then he forgets about it. One day he gets it and he takes it to his room. You better catch that day and give him credit for it. That's what I'm talking about. The day you give him credit, the more they're going to want that. They like that. They like that. And they'll, continue, they'll do more after. But if you badger them and badger them, they're just like, uh. That's how kids are. So we need to give them credit. How else do we appreciate them? By asking for their opinion. By asking their opinion. Everybody has an opinion, right? Everybody does. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Not everybody's opinion is all there, but, you know, everybody has one. And we have to appreciate everybody's opinion. You know, we have to ask everybody, you know, how they feel about certain things. How, you know, they, what do they think about it? Whether it's good or bad. You know, bottom line, it's good to be noticed. It's good to be noticed. 
I'm not just sitting there. I'm not just, I'm not just li living here. I'm not just a nobody. You know, everybody's, you know, we're having pizza for dinner. It's like, okay. And there's four people that live in the house, right? And there's only one okay. Like the other two aren't saying nothing. It's like, you need to go find out what's going on in that little head. Do you want pizza? And they're like, nah, we had it at school. And the other one had it at school too. It's like, okay, well, this, you're going to bring pizza and nobody's going to eat it. It's always good to have someone out, all that are in the house, their opinion. You know, it might cost a little bit more money, but I'm going to tell you something. They're going to appreciate you involving them in a family matter. You follow? We got to appreciate them by asking them uh, for their opinion, by giving them a progress report. How many of us as parents in the church, even myself, you know, I go around and I know you notice that I go around. And I ask little questions, you know, how, how's this going? I go to the back, I ask the Sunday school department, you know, how things are going, yada, 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 you know, and what's going on. You know, I want, I, you know, because I'm giving you, I'm giving you a progress report. I'm trying to make you understand that I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not just sitting here not doing nothing. I'm, I'm allowing everything to function, you know, like it should. How many in your household, you know, go around and uh, those that are in your home, you know, you give them a progress report of how things are. Don't you, don't you ever think that you're, you know, your 12, 13 year old kid, even 10 year olds, you know, want to know how you're, how you were at work? How was your work? I, I don't know how, you know, you know, I, I can only relate to, 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 to my granddaughter because she's there right now. You know, she'll ask me, Grandpa, how, how, how was your day? And she, you know, they, they have these thoughts. They have these thoughts. They're not being nosy, they're being, they're being considered, they're being concerned. You know, they want to know. They want to be part of this, of where they're at. And we have to, we have to understand that, that we give, we give them a progress report. And then in turn, they give us a progress report. And that's how it works. They don't shut down on you. And then later on, you don't know what's going on with my kid. You know, what's going on with my child? You know, hey, come pick up a kid. You know, she's in the office again. You know, you don't get that because you're giving each other progress report, how your job was, you know, how your school was. You know, because it's, you know, you just can't expect it. You know, tell me what's going on every day. And you never, you know, say what's going on in your day. You know, they, they, you think they don't need to know. Maybe they don't need to know, but it's good for them to know. It's good for them to know how your job, how your day was, how it was with you. Because they, they, then they understand, you know, how you are. Why are you moody? Why are you moody? They can figure it out. Like, oh, I see. I understand. I'll see you later. But we have to try to give each other a progress report. Communication, that's, that's our model for the year. Communication can change the world. And let me tell you, it will. So another, another thing is on this is praising them. Praising them whenever they do something good. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be good. You know, you know we have to, uh, when our children want to make some tea, you know, and you know it's like, it's not all that good, but they want to make it. You praise them for it. You know, you add your own sugar after. If, you're, if your kids, you know, want to make dinner, it's like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> let them make it. You know, coach them, teach them. That's how you do it. You know, you, you praise them for it. 
You don't like, nah, you don't know how to make that. You, you don't do that to them. You allow them to get in there and burn that frying pan, you know, <laughs> help them out. They're wanting to do something in the house to try to help this household out. That's what they're trying to tell you. They want you to, they want to help, you know, in this house. They want to help you one way or another. That's all they can do for now. So coach them, be there for them, you know, so that's how we do it. On the other hand, we can't have favoritism. I know a lot of parents that have that one special child. Y'all better knock it off. There's one child all the time, which is, you know, they just, they're just outstanding. They're outstanding, you know. Well, let me tell you what happens when you have favoritism. It closes the doors on all the other children's rooms. Every other child will close their door on you. Like, you got a favorite? Go to your favorite. Why are you talking to me about it? You know, go talk to so-and-so. You know, why are you telling me? You go tell it to her. Because they know you have a favorite. They know you have a favorite. They'll close the doors on you as quick as they can. Now, don't come over here trying to, uh-uh. You know, you just want me, you just want my vote. You ain't getting my vote. And that's how it is. Don't allow yourself to be pickled in to a favorite. If you pickle yourself into a favorite, the other child's going to know. All the other children are going to know. And they will close their door to you. And as, it, as, and as they get older, they're going to walk away from the household and you're going to wonder, what happened? And all you ever see them is on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And maybe a call every now and then. And guess who's calling? You're calling them. They can care less about how you're doing. Watch out about the favoritism. Also, all those apply into the household of God. If you have a favorite individual in church and you just it's just you and that favorite person or whatever, the rest of the group is closed to you. They know who you hang with. That's it. Boom. That's why I am not uh, 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 I am not big on little clicks. You know, I am not big. You know, when I go out, when we go out to the restaurant, you know, here in in the church and stuff, you know, I'll tell somebody, I'll go, hey, go ask somebody, go ask them, tell, tell them we're going to go over here. I try to invite whoever wants to go, you know. I try to include whoever wants to go because I don't have a personal click. I, if you want to go, this is, we're going to be over here. Show up. We're going to go. If you want a fellowship, that's where we're going to be. And that's how we have to be, you know, inside, you know, the church. Don't start creating yourself favorites. You know, it's, it's, good to, it's good to be, you know, close and whatnot, but don't make it so obvious to where others are going to, that, you know, you close yourself off. To, they'll, close, they'll close themselves off to you. We have to be friendlies with everybody, not just those that are, we are with, okay? That's appreciation. The third one is forgiveness. If you, if you don't forgive somebody, and most of us know this one, you know, if you don't forgive your, someone, the only person you're hurting is yourself. That's the only person you're hurting. Because if you don't forgive somebody, what happens is that inside of you, bitterness begins to build. And bitterness is a bitter pill. We, 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 we get grudgeant, you know, and um, our attitude changes. Anytime somebody that we haven't forgiven comes around us, you know, and it affects us more than the other person because we have the bitter seed. We have the unforgiveness. We don't, you know, and, and if we don't forgive somebody, we in turn 
hurt ourselves more than we do the person that we're um, 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 not really friendly with. And if you don't have, and if you don't have peace in your life, it's because you freely gave it up. You have the ability to forgive somebody. That's the key. If you don't forgive somebody, you know, that's where your peace is. If you want peace in your life, that's what you do. You forgive. And you leave, you'll be peaceful. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. Just, you know, just, just get over it. Ask somebody to forgive you and you'll be fine. You know, and you'll have peace in your life. But if you don't have peace, if you can, you guys, you guys are going to walk out today wondering, yeah, am I really happy at home? You know, why am I so grumpy all the time? It's because there's hidden forgiveness in, in, uh, uh, inside of your heart. You don't want to forgive somebody. You need to search that so you can just release that. Let it go. And you'll have peace in your life again. And your life will be harm, harmonized once more uh, uh, again. Number four. Listen. I mentioned this earlier. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Listening and hearing are two different things. When you hear somebody, you just hear what they say. You hear their words and you hear what, what, what's going on. But when you listen to somebody, you want to hear so you have you can interpret and give them a good response. When you listen to somebody, you want to give them a good response. You want to hear them. When you're listening, you want to hear them. Because there's people that we just don't want to hear, right? I don't want to hear that guy. There she comes again. I don't want to hear her. Same old tune, you know. She's got a guitar with only one string on it. Ding, 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 ding. And we don't want to hear that. But if we sat there one day and actually listened to that one tune, we would know how to respond, and she could probably add a string to that guitar. So we have to try to learn how to know the difference and catch ourselves when we're just hearing somebody and when we're listening to somebody. And this is into the household because in our household, we do a lot of hearing. We just hear each other out. We're not listening to each other anymore. We have to hear each other out, you know, so it could be a listening factor. I'm hearing you. I'm listening to you. I'm going to respond back with something you need you know, to remedy that or to help that out or to solve that. You know, that's why we need to listen to somebody. Number five is understand. When you want to, when you get into understanding somebody, you know, and you want to understand something, you have to, you, you have to want to know You have to want to know. If you don't know, you'll never understand. You have to want to know. If you want to understand me, you have to want to know me. Not just know who I am. No, you got to know, know me. I've got to know a lot of you. I, I've got to know, know how you guys, what, you know, what you guys like, what your favorite foods are, you know, um, for the very first time in my life, I'm, I'm learning some of you guys' birthdays. Because for me, birthdays are like, whatever. I've always been like that. I never cared about birthdays. I've never really 
you know, it is what it is. You know, I can go every year without having a birthday. You know, the one that reminds me that it's so-and-so's birthday is my wife. It's like, oh, let me text my sister. Let me text my dad. Let me, you know, for me, it's just like, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't tell nobody happy birthday. I'm being the honest truth. That's just the way it is. Yeah, that's just the way I am. I mean, it's not that your birthday's not important. It's that there's just too many of y'all. And, and, and I'm being honest. You know, if I, if, I tell, if I go and I tell this brother happy birthday, and he goes and tells the sister over there happy birthday, you know, and then it's like, um, yeah, the pastor sent me a little text, said this, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she, her birthday comes around, like, pastor didn't send me. Now, she's going to get soft on me, and, and she's going to get all hurt with me, you know. So, see, so I avoid certain things for reasons. <laughs> Don't forget my birthday. <laughs> we have to try to understand people by knowing who they are. You know, and all these little things, you know, is how we do it. What's their favorite colors, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And all this is, how do you gather it? It's a bunch of small talk. A bunch of small talk. A bunch of small talk is what it is. That's how you get to know somebody. You know, like one of my nieces says, it's just pura papas. You know, we're just talking here and talking there, you know. Nothing really important. Just a bunch of potatoes on the table. So we have to try to understand that understanding is wanting to know. Is wanting to know. You have to have that interest. If you don't have that interest in somebody, you're never going to know that person. If you, don't, if you don't have that interest in something, you'll never know that something, you know? So we have to have that interest. These qualities make relationships right, build on these qualities, and you will surely help other people realize their potential and unlimitedly help them excel and succeed. If you wanna help somebody succeed in life, you know, develop all this stuff in your life and you'll be that person to this individual. Moreover, regard people as assets. In so doing, you will become allies instead of adversaries in their lives. 